Welcome back to another spine-chilling episode of Sirens of Horror. I am, as always, your mistress of evil, Ella Avella, along with... Her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. And we are back for episode two of Cabinet of Curiosities. I don't know why I added laughter for that one. (laughs) It works. Yeah, this one is definitely the most... Unsettling. Classic of the horror. I would say classic It's classic horror. horror, but it's also very unsettling. And mildly confusing. Yeah. Okay, b- before we get into the episode, I- I'm-, I'm going back and I'm watching the episodes. Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, because, like, I've-, I've seen Guillermo del Toro talk so many times. There is something about the glasses he's wearing in these little intro videos that unnerve me because they make his eyes so fucking yeah big. No, okay i get that vibe too because in this in this one in particular i was watching it I'm like is it me or do his eyes look like little bug eyes like it's like i don't get my throat i bug you okay weird thing want to know who he reminded hmm. me of the mole from atlantis uh-huh. yeah this is my dirt. Do not mix the dirt. I don't know why. It just reminded me of the mole from Atlantis. And I was just like, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff with Del Toro. I, I've watched all of his interviews. All of, I feel like I know what he looks like. Why do you look so owl I think it's the glasses. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that weirdly picked up on that today because I was just watching it. I'm like, why is this? And, like, he doesn't always wear them, so it's just, like, he's only wearing them for these or for this series, and you're just like, you look like a bug. Why? Looks like an owl. Like like a slightly murdery owl. <laughs> I like it. Slightly murdery owl. Hey, I was scared of owls when I was a kid because of Rock-A-Doodle. It's a very unknown, like, 90s animated one. It's weird. Uh, there's, like, a storm, and a kid turns into a cat, and he has to... S- no, I'm familiar with the film, but I... There's, like, a scene where all the owls go around, and they're like, hoo, 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 hoo. We started the snorts early, and I know that that was because of the face I just made. <laughs> it was also just because of the movement, too. It was, it was a whole thing. It was beautiful. The things that we miss while not recording live. <laughs> okay, now that I've gone on two random 90s video <laughs> tangents, let's maybe talk about that. I think that is a new fucking record for Ella. <laughs> this is what happens when it's late. <laughs> For me. And I've had a day. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is episode two of Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, graveyard Rats. Rats. <laughs> the amount of ghost jokes I will make this episode <laughs> will be a lot. The basic synopsis of this film is a graveyard eyes the riches of a wealthy new arrival to a cemetery and must survive a maze of tunnels and an army of rodents to secure them. Okay, that is missing so much. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, kind of, but no, there's, 
there's so much more <laughs> that I don't yeah. like. It's this, I mean, ugh, everything about it is just. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. It is it is creepy and I yeah. don't I mean, it, like, like it. it takes no place in like ma'am. like, you know, London or whatever, and it's kind of that like Salem. Actually, it takes place huh. in Salem, Massachusetts. I don't don't know why they decided to have it take place in Salem, but it did. I mean, if you're going to have anything take place in Salem, have it be a witch story. Yeah, that's valid. You would think that. But fuck no. No, we're going to have creepy graveyard rats in Salem. Graveyard rats and uh, other things. Uh, this one really, it, it felt uh, very mm -hmm. Tales of the Crypt creep show. 90s like th those ones that you would watch that like there's nothing particularly like mm -hmm. terrifying about this episode to be clear like if you like if you're thinking this is going to be some like lights out no. mama deeply disturbing no but is it is it one mm -hmm. of those things like on creep show where you watch it and you're like i'm gonna shower oh yeah like i I definitely, after watching this, was just like, I need a shower. <laughs> like, <laughs> you mentioned Tales of the Crypt, and that is exactly the vibe that I get from this from this short film. Yeah. It's like that old school stuff that you'd watch late at night, you know, in your, like, all curled up in your, under your covers, like, peeking from the covers, like, hands down. <laughs> um, it, it, it was so good. It was so creepy. It just... There, there was something about it that was just so unsettling. And it's because it's fucking rats. Exactly. It's, it's, and like, even then, um, like, each episode has its own trailer. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and this one, even in like the poster of it, um, the, um, uh, font, mm -hmm. it's all very, crypt it's just crypt keeper bullshit yeah. which i like love the big, i love it it's the big blocky letters it's you know it's it that is exactly what it is the big teeth just going and the glowing eyes and oh. yeah it it definitely gives off that vibe it's it's absolutely terrifying but i i absolutely loved it um we start off in Salem, Massachusetts. There is a man who, like, you first kind of starts off like he's a good guy. Like, there are naughty, naughty grave robbers. And the guy is like... Yeah, Maison is his name. Who's, uh, in my opinion, I loved how similar he is mm -hmm. to our main character in Lot 36. Mm -hmm. but like completely different life perspective because mm -hmm. you find out very quickly um he's robbing graves from the grave he works at to pay back debt mm -hmm. same reason why the main character in lot 36 was doing stuff mm -hmm. 
but where the guy in lot 36 very much was kind of like, I'm, I'm in this. It's dirty. It's messy. I fucking get it. Maison. Like, there's a scene that I thought was so interesting. Like, he goes back after uh, the whole scene with the mortician that we'll get to. And he's living in a whorehouse. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, he goes to his room and he's got, like, a little cross and, like, a little nightcap. And he's reading the Bible. And, like, Meanwhile, someone thinks... is getting completely pounded behind him and on the other side of his wall. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what's going in there, but it... Like, bravo, monsieur. Monsieur of Salem. He's doing it good. <laughs> or madame. I don't know who's on top, but whoever it is, bravissimo. Mm-hmm. Bravissimo. But, like, he, he, the entire time, thinks 100% that he is in the right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just doing this to, uh, like, I've just fallen on hard times. Yeah. It's not my fault. I'm a good man. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's it's so interesting. The same situation is happening to these two characters back to back. But what they're doing and how they're handling it, so fucking different. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think, Ashy? I I agree. I mean, and hell, like, I even wrote down in my notes, Maison is very well spoken for a gravedigger. It, it's very much feels like he wasn't always this. Yeah, because the scene where he's talking to the guy that he owes the money to, and he's like, um, I can't remember why he starts talking about the rats, but it's literally, when he's explaining the rats, he literally sounds like he's saying a poem. He does. Uh... Like, I was listening to that, and I was just like, this sounds like a poem that you would read in, like, a Shakespearean play or something. Like, I almost wanted it to be an iambic pantameter at that point. <laughs> It's it's very much true. And, like, he's got, like, the little bite on his hand. So he's like, look, look, I've been gravely wounded. See? Mm-hmm. Wounded. Yeah. So, like, clearly we know that Maison somehow fell into hard times. And now he owes a shit ton of money to this other dude. Or somebody else who this other dude works for. And... Uh, ha- ha- I forgot it. I was trying to remember his name, mostly because I just laughed at it, mm-hmm. is Hans Overfist. I don't know why they named him that, um, but they did. All uh, right. I, um, I saw him because I remembered him. Um, he's in The Mist and he's also in the Dark Picture Anthology's House of Ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mostly remembered him from House of Ash. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. His but yeah, Hans Overfist. That sounds like yeah, some it's... sort of weird, like, weird porn name, honestly. We all know what kind of porn Hans Overfist. And, on, like, I have to say, like, it's funny, on IMDb, because I looked up, I was like, is that his name? Not that I didn't believe you, but I was like, I have to see this for myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> That in parentheses, it says bruiser. That ex- that ex- that whole exchange between the two of them definitely gives you a perspective on what Maison had dealt with before. Also, I totally forgot that it was David Hewlett. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, my brain was like, yeah, David, like, when I saw the name, I was like, yeah, David Hewlett. And I'm like, oh, wait, David Hewlett. 
Correct. And he's also worked with this director because the director did Splice. And mm. the movie I was going back to watch, 1997's perfect sci-fi horror classic, Cube. Because uh, there's Cube, Cube 2, and then Cube 0, Hypercube. Or no, Cube, Cube 2, Hypercube, Cube 0. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, in my opinion, one of the best uh, trilogies of mm. sci-fi horror. They're all good. They all work together. It's um, it's pretty freaking amazing. Like, it actually made me really happy. Like, when I finally got to the end of it, I was like, well, fuck me sideways and call me Sally. Like, that was really well done. <laughs> and sci-fi horror, I think, especially goes wonky. Mm-hmm. I feel like this also kind of had that, not like science, there, there is a bit of it that is a little science fiction-y. There's a little bit that I'm very confused about. We're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. We need to get to that. Okay, so, we're, you know what, we're going we're gonna to break this apart. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with the rats, and then we're going to deal with the other thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's the only way I could fucking put it. So the whole point is he needs money and the rats rats are fucking taking bodies. Yeah. And it, like everyone's like, what do you mean the rats are taking bodies? So like having first, like the first time I watched this, you think, well, maybe the rats are just eating up the bodies completely. But then what happens to the stuff that's on the bodies? Yeah. Nope. They are uh, burrowing in. To the coffin, mm-hmm. dragging out the body. That that was my dragging noise. It sounded more liquidy than it should have been, but <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't really fucking like that. Uh, and apparently, he's uh, my theory is they're taking it from Mama. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you notice, the Mama is blind in the one shot where you first see her. Mm-hmm. So my theory is her. Horde of rat babies are taking these things back for the mother rat, as we called her. The last mother night. rat. <laughs> the mother rat. Yeah, it was like the mother rat. Uh, yeah, it's 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 so fucking cool because I think there's two really cool stories in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the rat one really breaks into nature Mm -hmm. versus human greed uh i just literally just watched this again and so the whole point is like there's like an incredibly rich dude that's about to be buried like he's got a mouthful of gold teeth he's being buried with a saber from like the king edward yeah someone someone and like he's got all these medals so he's like this this is my ticket out Mm -hmm. this dude's body because even at one point, I think they're like, the 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 sword is priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes to dig up the body as he sees the body get pulled. Yeah, literally he, like pulled away. Like you just see it like the feet go like down the corridor of the the holes or the tunnels, if you will. And you're just like, where the f- is this body going? Seriously, where the fuck is this body going? The body is gone. That's where the fucking body is going. It's creepy and it's weird. 
Um, and then he goes farther, and then you see this just tidal, tidal fucking wave of rats. Mm-hmm. What I found really interesting on this viewing, the rats don't actually hurt him. Uh-uh. They just go over him. Yeah. Never bite him. Never scratch him. Don't go up his pant legs. Don't make it weird or kinky. Hey, those rats Those rats are on a mission to give Mama this body. Yeah, they're like, hey, dude, I don't know why you're fucking up. Her dinner time is 7 o'clock. Like, you don't want to see Mom when she's pissed. <laughs> and then he shoots the gun and, like, all the little rats run off. And I also need to know what kind of fucking bullets these were. Because there's just one rat who's kind of... I got mocking. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you can feel mockery from a rat, but they somehow CG'd mockery on a rat. And he shoots the the rat explode. Mm-hmm. Like what bullets are you using that causes a rat to explode? Rat exploding bullets, duh, Ella. I'm sorry, I'll I'll make sure to go pick those up. <laughs> And only at that point does Mama show up. And even then, Mama does not straight attack him. Mm-mm. Also, I totally forgot about her. Like, having not watched this and, you know, uh, since we binge-watched the whole series a while back. And I totally forgot about her. So in my notes, I wrote, oh, yeah, the R-O-U-S. Forgot about that fucker. That thing is fucking nightmare fuel. She is. She is. The blind eyes almost make it worse. Mm-hmm. So, needless to say, uh, he shoots Mama, and then Mama's like, fuck you! Yeah, like, don't shoot me, you fucker. You, you, come, you come into my house, fuck with my meal, and now you shoot me? Okay, I mean, Mama's in the right. I'd be pissed, too, if that happened, if someone was like, I'm gonna fuck up your dinner, and then I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna be like, uh, the fuck you are? What are you, like, why do you think this is okay? (laughs) Also, why are you in my house? Why? And you shot my kid. You exploded. You exploded, my child. (laughs) Like, I didn't know you could explode. A child. But, But you did. And, of course, like, the rat, you know, goes after him. Mm hmm and what I also uh, noticed at the end, he doesn't actually kill the rat. Mm-mm. It's nature takes it out. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just such a really interesting kind of thing about the fact that, like, the rats, like, even though it's called graveyard rats and the big fear is the rats, mm-hmm. the rats never do anything unprovocated. Yeah, like they they're just doing their own thing, being they're just being rats and you know, he comes in and is trying to steal their shit. But then nature, you know, like the cave-in or whatever is what kills the mother rat. Yeah, cuz he has the saber and he mm-hmm. can't even use it. Like that got me like he's that much of a fucking coward. Yeah, that he didn't even like bother to use the sword to kill the rat that is now attacking him yeah and at that point the r-o-u-s mama is you know what but also at the same time i can be like it's nature it's nature i would have bazooka them i Mm -hmm. i would have flamethrowered that 
the rats running over you thing. Mm-mm. Nope. And like, so as I've mentioned in podcasts before, my biggest fear is like being underwater or under ice and not being able to like get up. Uh, mm-hmm. Also being buried alive. Mm-hmm. No, any, I have that one any, too. Anything where I cannot affect the outcome of my own survival and mm-hmm. I'm just stuck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for, first of all, like, the moment I, like, saw that, I'm like, you're in Salem, Massachusetts. Just leave. Just leave the fucking state. Like, this is, you know, 18, 1900s. People can't travel, dude. You could flee. Go west, young man. Go west. <laughs> Get on a boat to- and go forth. Do something. Go back to England. I don't fucking know. I can truly say it would take an exorbitant amount of money sitting in Adam Driver's naked lap to get me to go in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't just want the money. I want Adam Driver to yeah. do this. Like, this is an A, like, few thousand dollars. We're talking seven figures to get me to do this shit. <laughs> And Adam Driver. A willing Adam Driver, too. I'm not into none of that non-consensual, consensual bullshit. Put all the money in the Kylo Ren helmet. You, you just want him to want you. I want you to want me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I also, like, how, like, what is within the depths of Salem, Massachusetts, where we now have the demon thing and then the zombie so it is stated very when he's talking to uh, fist over monsieur over hans the over fist the bruiser <laughs> that he he mentions mm-hmm. uh he's like oh there was rumors of a dark church and satanists oh that's right the the black church yeah the black church. Yeah, the mm-hmm. black church. And and maybe that's affecting the rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently has created, like, rat ma. <laughs> oh, that's what that reminded me of was VHS's rat ma. Also very terrifying. The giant. See, that's the thing. I don't hate rats. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually, I think rats are very cute. They're very, very good pets. I've had two rats in my life. They were adorable. I fucking loved them. Really, really smart. Like, I had rats that, like, straight up, like, Secret of Nim got out of their damn cages. There's a difference between, like, the rats that you can get at a pet store and the rats that you find at the fucking sewers. It's true. Um, one of them is my rat was cute and pretty and cleaned itself. And this rat is uh, about 150 pounds and blind and uh, mama. Yeah, I like I think this is one of the first things with rats that's legitimately made me go, uh-uh. Because <laughs> like Willard never got to me. Like I don't know if you ever saw Willard. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, the, I actually reper, uh, prefer the remake. Um, it's with the guy from Charlie's Angels. The creepy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his whole point is he sees a, 
you know, Norman Bates-ish personality type with rats who uses rats to kill mm. people. But, like, it didn't bother me. But that rat mama, mm-mm, don't like. <laughs> Do I, Honestly, I think it's the fact it's her size, it's the way she looks, the way she, it's, it's just all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Uh, uh, so, like like we said, uh, obviously, uh, he's having a shitty day. He's trapped in weird rat tunnels. He's now angered Mama Rat and all the little ratkins. And then he finds the black church. Yeah, like he literally and, falls into the black church and he's like, okay, well, now I'm kind of in this treasure trove of cool stuff, so I'm just going to start stealing shit from the, from the dead. Which... Yeah. I mean, a general rule of thumb, don't take shit from the dead. Okay, but at this point, he's 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 so far, he's already trying to steal shit from the dead. He's angered Rat Mama. <laughs> like, but this was, I remember the first time I watched that. this is the part that made me jump. Mm-hmm. Is he sees this, uh... Okay, the, the statue really gave me Dagon feels. That's what mm-hmm. it gave me, was that fuck-up movie that Mason made us watch. Oh, God, that movie. <laughs> but no, I agree. Dagon just streamed back into my head. I was like, it's it's been, what, three, four years since we did Dagon? And just, I saw that little statue in my brain, just, I remember the scene where they pull the sheet and she just got the legs that's what it gave me vibes mm-hmm. of. So he ends up pulling this gold necklace off of this corpse who's like praying to this Dagon Cthulhu. Um, kind of gave me Pikmin's model, which I think is like episode four or five feels. Mm-hmm. All of this weird, creepy shit. I'm convinced that all these things happen in the same universe. Fight me, I'll make you all, like, a flowchart at the end of this. I, I mean, I could kind of see that. I, I'm starting, the more I'm watching and the more I'm breaking down, the more I'm like, this one connects to this one, and this one connects to this one, and this one. And eventually, it's going to be a very weird thing that Ella will have to make, like, a reel where I'm like, so what you see is is the character from Lot 36 is actually a great descendant of his. And no, what you need to do is, like, we need to get a picture of you with, like, you know, the, that meme where the guy has, like, the, the flow chart with all the, the, you know, the yarn, like, hey, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I, we need a picture of you, like, doing that with, like, the red yarn connecting everything. <laughs> I I need to do that anyways because we're reaching the end of my D&D game and uh, my DM has gone from creating a character who I said, um, this is someone who she thinks is her mom, and she. Uh, this is her theory on who her dad is, to hands down having the most complicated relationships and families. She's currently fucking her best friend's brother, who was a villain in season one, and is now possibly engaged to somebody else, who's possibly a villain, who is most definitely going to probably get killed by her party. <laughs> I, I do want to ask, so when do you play D&D? Uh, I play D&D like every other Sunday. I kind of want to, if possible, can I join the next like, game? I just want to listen. What the fuck are you people doing? 
I want to listen and I miss playing. I could have you spotlight. <laughs> Not for this game, but we're going to start up a new game soon. I'd be down. I, I, I miss playing. Oh, no. We have, we have recordings of all of these games. If you are like, hey, I need a new podcast, I have an entire D&D shit for you. Okay? I mean, it's not like podcast quality, but Ben's a really great DM. Ben listens to the podcast, and I want Ben to do nice things for my character, so I'm going to compliment Ben. Hi, Ben. Can I be in your game? Thanks, bye. (laughs) And that has been the D&D section of our podcast. (laughs) My inner bard needs to needs to come back out. <laughs> we do need more horny bards. So he pulls this necklace off this guy. And sadly, he doesn't have trap sets, which I do as a rogue. <laughs> and looping it back into the D&D. <laughs> Clearly, he wasn't inspired enough to... To get said trap sense. He really should have been had more inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> We're so proud of ourselves right now. Uh, but I, like, I remember the first time I watched this, the next words out of my mouth are, what the fuck? Because as he pulls this chain, the corpse, the corpse comes to life and just start saying mine that's the only line the corpse says and it's just like and it's half a corpse it's just a torso head and legs and then he immediately looks at marcus and then just he he van goes him bites a whole ear off Mm -hmm. and and now he is running through (laughs) these fucking tunnels with a half a corpse Half a possible black magic necromanced corpse and rat mama. And I could say I did not see this coming. Once again, with like what the fucking villain looked or the, the demon looked like in lot 36, I sat there at about 25 minutes and went, the corpse ends up not getting him. He sees a light. And once again, he starts quoting Bible verses because he's a good Christian man and deserves to get out. Right. Like he keeps quoting. He's quoting it over and over again. He's quoting the same verse that he kept quoting or that he read that's in his head. I don't remember what it is verbatim, but it's something along the lines of like, I'm going to repent for my sins. This is the end. I see the light. Something like that. We're Jews. We're not supposed to know this. (laughs) We're pagan Jews. We know nothing. He sees this light. Okay, this is the moment of disbelief I have. He gets up. He shines it. It's a coffin. I'm fine with this, okay? I'm still fine with this. Mm-hmm. And then the rats come in and swarm him. Ah, you've been killed. You've, you, because the whole idea I got was that's a grave he is robbed. So he mm-hmm. and grave robbing has led to his own demise, yada, yada, yada. But here's the fucking thing I have a problem with. He is obviously thrashing mm-hmm. around. He is being eaten by rats horribly. Exactly like that, Ashy. Exactly like that. Feel the terror of her chittering. The chittering of terror. Uh, he's fucking posed. He's fucking like when the other, the graveyard is from the beginning. Open it. His hands are crossed. His eyes are open. Like, was 
Was there like an OCD Sheldon rat involved in this? After they killed him and ate him, he was like, guys, guys, let's clean up the hair, put the hands, make sure the necklace is well placed. Like, is there is there is there a mortician rat? Is there a rat titian? <laughs> I like it, a rat titian. Like, is there one rat who goes back? He has to, but he has to have the perfect name. He's Mortimer. Mortimer, Mortimer the rat titian. Okay, I think I found my next D and D character. <laughs> I'm going to play a rat who is obsessed with death, but making it look pretty. I like it. I like it. He he uses like color spray a lot. <laughs> I I get the I I get that the moment of disbelief thing, but my also and it and it was weird because I'm willing to believe everything else but for some odd reason yeah the necklace not so much the hair not so much but maybe the hands at that point he's just like i i give up this is i am now dead this is my this is my demise my dead pose if you're being eaten by rats could you really pose yourself while you're being eaten by rats yeah and at that point it's like yeah, like I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Cause you would, you would think when they open up the grave, when the other grave diggers open up the grave, you would think he would have like bite marks on him. He, that his clothing He'd be would be screaming. Torn. Well, he's dead at that point. Well, I meant like a screaming, like ring status. That like. Ah! Oh yeah, his, you mean his? Yeah, his face would have been like in the 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 scream, uh, like rigor mortis of a scream. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just like, la, 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 <laughs> Just so peacefully lying there with the, yeah, no, I get that. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I was just like, what's, what's happening here? What's, what's going on, my friend? Uh, so yeah, so I had a, that, that is, honest to God, my biggest complaint about the end of this, which is being like, why? Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a little too pretty at the end. Yeah. For that much ratting. But it was, overall, it was, it was incredibly good. Um, I liked this episode more than I liked Lot 36. I, I agree. Um, I will say that the, the episodes progress very well. There's there's a few drop offs, but I do agree. I think the thing that I really liked about this one is because it's one character. Mm-hmm. I think I weirdly like the episodes because it's only I think like the murmuring I think is an hour. Mm-hmm. I think the, all most of the episodes range between a half hour and an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, that it. It did well focusing on one centralized character with one centralized theme. Yeah. Uh, Where Lot 36 kind of went from this place to this place to this place Mm -hmm. to this place. Jumped around a lot more. Um, From the beginning, you know, he's a grave digger. There are evil rats. Go. You definitely get that feel of this is your main point of focus. Is this character. Oh, yeah. And the villain is the rats. Yes. And and that's why when they throw in the mine corpse, 
You know what? Maybe it was the corpse. Maybe the corpse drug himself up there, saw he was wearing the necklace, and went, if you're going to wear the necklace, at least look good. I like it. We'll go with that, that the corpse was just like, you're going to wear my necklace, at least you might as well look good at wearing it. My God. It's, it's just, just look it's it. how I feel when we go to the clubs. <laughs> I'm like, if you're going to wear my slutty skank dress, we're going to contour those titties, we're doing the lashes. Let's go. <laughs> Don't know why I got Linda Belcher there for a <laughs> second. Don't think Linda Belcher. Nah, Linda Belcher wore slutty dresses back in the day. Oh, I'm sure she did. Uh, but I really liked it. Uh, I think the thing that I really kind of was like, holy fuck, afterwards, mm-hmm. was the director. Vincenzo Natali. Mm-hmm. His filmography is is very interesting to me. Okay. Okay? Because he is most well-known for storyboard, yeah. for art department, mm-hmm. and he is a director. Yeah. Okay? Not Ashy. Put, put down the controller. I don't want you to look at this. Okay. Okay? So, uh, the other things he has directed mm-hmm. have been In the Tall Grass, which was an amazing Stephen King adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, very, very good. Uh, Locking Key, which I absolutely loved. Uh, the Strain, we discussed that. Uh, he did three episodes of that. I still haven't watched Locking Key. It's very, very good. Uh, I watched the first season. I need to get back into it. I love I have the entire comic book. He did The Cube. Uh, he did Splice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Amazing. Great, great horror. Yeah. Okay, really, really fucking good horror. Mm-hmm. So as storyboard artist, he did Ginger Snaps. Ah, hmm. it's all making sense, right? Big throwback to our very first episode. <laughs> and every episode of Little Bear. The f- yep. fuck? Yep. The fuck? The 1995 Little Bear cartoon. He was the storyboard artist on those. And I looked up that and I just stared. Because it's Little Bear's Rainy Day Tales. Little Bear, good night, Little Bear. Little Bear, parties and picnics. Little Bear, family tales. Little Bear, little goblin bear. And I just went, what? So I remember Little Bear. Yeah. It's weird, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But it all comes to completion because he was also the storyboard artist for the Beetlejuice animated show. I love that show. That show is the entire reason why I ship Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and Lydia. I do not ship the uh, Tim Burton no. movie, but honest to God, Beetlejuice and Lydia in the cartoon had a very healthy, supportive relationship. He loved her and wanted her to be happy. Mm-hmm. I miss that show. I love that show. That was that that was a a good show. It was. It was about a bunch of weirdos. There was the the tap dancing spider and all that shit. It was a good show. But, yeah, just looking through that, I was like, 
Yeah, I've seen Splice. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, cube. Ah, oh, this. Ah, oh, beetle. L little bear? I mean, like, a part of me wants to go back and watch Little Bear and see if there's like some, some there wasn't subliminal horror in Little Bear. Was I mean, there? I don't remember the one about the goblin bear, so maybe it's there? I don't know. I'm I just, really don't know. Hey, if anybody remembers some subliminal horror in Little Bear, we've given you the reason. Okay? <laughs> You know, also, he went from directing Cube to storyboarding Little Bear. What a fucking, like, two years. Hmm. You know what? Maybe he just dealt with so much blood and gore. He's like, you know what I need to do? I need to storyboard a baby bear. I need to leave all this blood and gore and just draw a little bear going on a picnic. I mean, after doing the Cube, I think I'd want to do that, too. So, Yeah. He, need, he needed some cleansing therapy. And when we're stressed out, what do we do? We draw the little bear. So that was my deep dive into our director. It was just, <laughs> that was a journey I went on uh, at about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I uh, wanted to take all y'all with me. So you're welcome. <laughs> and I will take you on a wonderful journey too. Ashy Slashy's Freaky Fact Corner. Do, 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 xylophone noises. And you all know that I will only be giving you two freaky facts. You can always find more freaky facts on our TikTok on Fridays. So here are your two freaky facts. Two freaky facts. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. The Graveyard Rats is a horror short story by American writer Henry Kuttner, First published in the magazine Weird Tales in March, in March of 1936. Damn, that's fucking old. Also, this story is very similar to the plot of a short story in the trilogy of Terror Two. Okay, I saw that and I was like, "Wait, isn't that similar to this?" But I don't remember it very well. So. There's your two freaky facts for this recording of the podcast, and you can always find more of them on our TikTok. Heck yes. All right. I, I'll go with my rating. Um, you know, it's solid A. Not a plus or a minus. Like, it did exactly what it was supposed to. It creeped me out. Um, as, as many know here, I, I hate bows. I love the weird. I love the confusing. So I really fucking love the fact that there is just a black church and a weird fucking corpse. I don't want more information. I just want there to be a black <laughs> evil church with a Cthulhu Dagon Pikmin's model creepy ass shit. And it's evil. I loved it. I think I'd probably, I think I'd also give it an A. It definitely gives you those, you know, kind of, creepy unsettling vibes that most people want with horror um and you kind of you get that from the beginning you like we said at the beginning of this podcast it gives you those old school crypt keeper vibes and that's honestly what i liked about it like you a lot of people watch horror to kind of feel mm -hmm. unsettled and this one definitely gives you that feeling. So it gets a it's, solid eight for me as well. It's very good at giving you that just, um, it's, it's, it's the heebie-jeebies. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives you the heebie-jeebies, right. for sure. Um, next week uh, would be a normal episode where we would have a guest. But uh, Mrs. Slashy has decided to come up with a very intriguing idea for next week. And as it has just been my birthday, I'm going to hold over birthday bitch rules. And uh, we're doing this. So, Ashy, you want to give them what we're doing next week? I'm really hyped for this. We are going to give you an entire breakdown of all of the screen movies leading up from one all the way through the current one of six. I'm, I'm really excited. She, uh, she went on a bender, and I've been really wanting to watch six. <laughs> So we're going to give you guys just kind of a deep dive into the, the great characters, Sydney, Gale, Dewey, different ghost faiths, how number one deeply mm-hmm. affected Ella's interest in men. Which one, though? Yes. That is my answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I have one particular one. I... I mean, at that age, there was one, but, like, now Matthew Lillard, like, plays D&D and is, like, a hot nerd, and I'm like, cool, so I want to fuck both of you. Always. Also, Matthew Lillard (laughs) would definitely have been kinkier in bed in Scream 1. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) we're going to go through all those, uh, the, the good, the bad the weird. I need to go back through these and rewatch them. So that's going to kind of mm-hmm. be Ella's adventure of the week is going back and watching some Scream, which I'm super hyped for. Um, I'm a little birthdayed out. I'm a little sleepy. So I'm down to uh, make some popcorn. I think we have some uh, some old Jiffy Pop videos of us, too. Mm-hmm. Was that? Yep. That was the night that we got drunk and ruined Jiffy Pop. Okay, let's, for, for the sake of honesty, that's the night Ella got drunk and burned Jiffy Pop. Hey, Ashley Slashy was a bit tipsy that night, too, so. Yeah, but I was the one who had the Jiffy Pop and was just giggling. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You got a little bit of a taste of what next week's episode will be. But Ashley, let them know where they can find us. You guys can always find our beautiful faces on our Facebook and our Instagram. And, of course, you can always find our entertaining little tidbit videos of my freaky facts, some fun little lip syncs and dances as well on our TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. I swear to God, Ashy, I will make time to do something tomorrow. Uh, I cannot explain to you how thankful I am for Ashy running our TikTok and how annoyed at me she is because I do my makeup and I look really cool. And then I go and do burlesque or go disc golfing and completely forget to do any. Uh, But I will have time tomorrow and on Thursday. So I swear to God, you'll see me. And I now have bright pink hair. So like that's going to be a whole thing. You better, because all of our TikTok is mostly my face, and then, like, one of Ella doing a very cool uh, burlesque dance in, is it Leatherface's basement? Uh, No, that is the hostel room at the Mystic Museum. Hostel, that's what, I couldn't tell if it was Leatherface or hostel. Um, But yeah, 
doing a lovely burlesque dance uh, in the hostel room at the Mystic Museum. Like way back, two other TikToks from like way back when. These were these were <laughs> when she had me in close proximity, so she just recorded me. When I could be like, hey, we're doing a thing. <laughs> this is not wrong at all. And you made a really cute birthday video for me, and it was really sweet, and it made me cry. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some TikToks. So I stop I stop getting rat mama. <laughs> Oh, God! I've angered the rat mama! <laughs> and as always... Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. Unpleasant dreams, everyone. <laughs>